Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. It's as important to mentor as it is to be mentored. And we are going to explore both of those things in this podcast. The mentor-mentee relationship will be enhanced if you create clear norms in the beginning. Norms enable you to operate from a point of collective agreement. They provide a framework for the relationship. They also ensure clear expectations about acceptable interactions and acceptable parameters. It may seem that most of the norms that we're going to cover address mentor behaviors, but in fact, they're intended for both parties. Mentees also learn and grow from using these norms. Here are a few norms that I'd like to suggest. I've seen them work really well in mentor-mentee relationships. The first is to be fully present. Both parties have to commit to tuning in to the other. This means avoid multitasking and have a sincere focus on the conversation or interaction. The next one is to seek understanding. Be willing to probe deeply to grasp the intent and meaning of what is being said by the other person. Up next, be brave. And I have to thank Megan Ratcliffe for this norm. Have the courage to ask difficult questions and to address uncomfortable topics. Be willing to give caring, candid feedback. Next, be willing to reflect. Commit to taking the time to process the conversation in a thoughtful, reflective manner that enables growth. And the last norm is act on action items. While a component of the process is reflection, another component requires intentional motion intentional motion towards a goal or an objective. Commit to taking steps and moving forward. Reflect on the additional norms that will enable you to maximize your mentor-mentee experience. Ask the other person to do the same. Be sure to discuss the norms and agree on them as groundwork for cultivating the relationship. Once you've established the norms, it's time to define clear objectives. The objectives will be as unique as you and the other person. There are no formulas for establishing objectives. However, there are points to consider when thinking about the parameters that will be best for both of you. I'm gonna ask you to consider these points when you're establishing your relationship. The first one is both mentor and mentee should think about and be clear about the 
outcomes they're seeking from the relationship. Second, the relationship will start strong or be strengthened if the intended outcomes are discussed and both parties are willing to share what they are and are not able to do to meet the other person's needs. Third, mentor and mentee need to discuss each other's ideas about components of a successful mentor-mentee relationship. Fourth and finally, mentor and mentee will both be helped by deciding on boundaries, acceptable topics, and their initial comfort zones. Take the time to clarify objectives with your mentee or your mentor. Be willing to explore each other's needs. If you're already in a mentoring relationship, it can still be helpful to discuss objectives, especially if you've not done this before. It can bring clarity and establish a framework for an existing relationship. The objectives frame the relationship between the mentor and the mentee. Take the time to make them clear, to talk about them, and to negotiate them if you need to. I want to talk about specific behaviors of mentors and mentees. I'm going to start with the mentor. Mentors have the potential to contribute to the lives of mentees long after the formal relationship ends. If you're mentoring, you're making a significant investment in the life and career of another human being. A really skilled mentor knows how to help people identify and reach their potential. They enable the mentee to explore other approaches, perspectives, and possibilities. Mentors play an important role in human growth. There's no universal recipe for making a good mentor. I want to review a few points that highlight the essential skills, abilities, and actions for sound mentoring. Mentors must have the capacity to listen without judgment. This is critical. It enables people to open up to you. Recognizing that adults don't want to be told what to do, a wise mentor uses neutral, non-directive strategies to help mentees evaluate their own dilemmas. Mentors often have a broader array of resources than their mentees. The willingness to share these resources makes the mentor really valuable. Investments of time, energy, patience, and commitment are required to maximize the mentee's potential. Self-awareness is paramount. A mentor must be clear about how they present themselves in the relationship. While it may be uncomfortable, mentors are responsible for addressing behaviors that mentees exhibit that are counterproductive or negative. Mentors who provide additional developmental tools and resources are invaluable. This includes books, articles, podcasts, any resource that helps mentees focus on their growth. 
I want to take a minute to summarize this section. A skillful mentor uses thoughtfully developed questions to explore the developmental needs and interests of the mentee. They understand the importance of providing constructive feedback. Mentors use questions and feedback to help the mentee navigate problems, politics, and processes in their organizations. Mentors also express confidence in the mentee's developmental abilities. They believe that ongoing growth and learning are possible. The best mentors actively engage and encourage development. They assist mentees by providing useful contacts. They help mentees strengthen and build networks that will advance their careers. As you think about the characteristics of a good mentor, reflect on the strengths that you bring to this process. Take the time to identify your unique attributes and contributions as a mentor. Let's start thinking about mentee behaviors. While it may seem that the mentor has to be the most skilled person in the partnership, in fact, the mentee should also come with a strong skill set. There's no recipe, there's no formula. Mentees, like mentors, have to be willing to invest in themselves and in the relationship. They need to bring open minds and open hearts to maximize the relationship. I'm going to go over a few important points about mentee behaviors. They really are a synopsis of important characteristics that a mentee should have. The first is the capacity to reflect on their behaviors, on the outcomes, on the thought processes, and the patterns that they use. This is really important when entering a mentoring relationship. Courageous listening enables mentees to grow, to expand their perspectives, and to enhance their possibilities. Another of the behaviors that's important is the willingness to build a developmental network. This reduces dependence on the mentor and increases learning and development opportunities. Mentees are most successful when they're able to examine situations, to look at alternative solutions, and to look at various strategies from multiple perspectives. Another of the behaviors is constantly seeking varied growth experiences. Don't rely on your mentor to give you every opportunity. The last one that I like to stress and that I think is really important is don't confuse the mentoring relationship with therapy. Your mentor is not your psychiatrist or your psychologist. Those relationships are very different. As you think about these characteristics of a good mentee, reflect on the strengths that you bring to the process. Take the time to identify your unique attributes and what you can contribute as a mentee. Just as we've reviewed best practices for mentor and mentee behavior, 
it's important to identify the behaviors that both of you should avoid. It's important to remain aware of the productive behaviors and to be mindful of the behaviors that could derail the relationship. Let's take the time to identify behaviors that mentors should avoid. Then we'll move to the behaviors that mentees should steer clear of. So mentors, listen up. Mentees are not looking for harsh criticism. Direct feedback is important, but it should not be critical or judgmental. Time is priceless. Don't waste it. Be well prepared to focus your intention on the mentee at the scheduled time. The next behavior that you really want to avoid is give advice infrequently and when requested. There are times when the mentee is just seeking a listening ear. They're not asking for your advice. Remember, you can't rescue the mentee from dysfunctional situations. They have to rescue themselves. Mentors, don't ignore the mentoring relationship. Make the time to invest in the connection and to establish a schedule. Do not divulge confidences. This will eliminate any trust that's been built in the relationship. Lastly, mentors, control your egos. Do not try to clone yourself. Be careful and allow the mentee to express their own individuality. Let's move on to the behaviors that mentees need to avoid. These are important points for you to remember. The first is that your mentor does not have all of the answers. Don't expect them to solve every problem that you present. And just as I mentioned with mentors, time is priceless. Don't waste it. Be prepared and focus your attention. Be very prepared. Now I want to talk about focus for the mentees. A lack of focus is going to frustrate you and your mentor. Come to the process and to each interaction with a clear objective. Mentees, you need to observe appropriate boundaries. Your mentor is not your new best friend. If you're in a formal mentoring program, don't wait until the end of the program to say that you've not had contact with your mentor or to say that your mentor isn't a good fit. Let it be known that you guys are not connecting. Mentees remember defensive behavior when faced with observations from the mentor will make candid conversations less likely. It will also diminish your opportunities for growth. Last thing, don't be afraid to share who you are and who you envision yourself being in the future. A clear self-concept is really important for mentees. Let's think about how we get these mentor-mentee conversations started. 
even the most seasoned mentor may benefit from having ideas for starting conversations with a new mentee. I'm going to share questions that I'm offering to spark conversation and to provide ideas for initial discussions. Both mentor and mentee should feel comfortable selecting any of these questions as a starting point for your new relationship. As you start, get comfortable revealing who you are to each other. Now listen, I'm not suggesting that you start oversharing and telling all of your personal business. But I am suggesting that you take off the masks that we use to protect ourselves and start to share who you really are. Conversations should be dialogues characterized by meaningful exchange. So let me, let me just get to the conversation starters. They'll get the ball rolling. The first one is you can ask who or what inspired you to seek a leadership role. You may ask, walk me through your career path to date. What influenced you to pursue this career? What are the challenges that you're facing? How do you handle difficult situations? What qualities do you value in leaders? What did you learn from? your successes? And what did you learn from your failures? What are your professional development goals? What do you like to read? How do you strike the balance between work and other areas of your life? What are your top three strengths? How do you leverage or employ your strengths? What tough decisions are you facing? What are your personal goals? What do you do for self-care? Have you been mentored before? What were the outcomes? What are you doing when you're functioning at your best? What are the conditions that enable you to function at your best? Using those questions as conversation starters will take the edge off in the beginning. So review them, think about them, think about ways that you can individualize those conversation starters. I think it helps to have a formal agreement to structure the mentor-mentee relationship. I think the agreement is a tool that helps both people build a strong relationship. Think about structuring an agreement that works for you. The best agreements are collaboratively created by the mentor and the mentee. The agreement will help you have open discussions and exchange perspectives. It's a guide. You can revisit it as the relationship evolves. I think it helps to have a formal agreement to structure the mentor-mentee relationship. It's a tool that helps mentors and mentees build strong communication. It helps them to deepen the relationship. The best agreements are collaboratively created by the mentor and the mentee. The agreement will help you have open discussions and to exchange perspectives. It's a guide. It can be revisited as the relationship evolves. It's a tool that will help you each 
hold the other accountable to meeting, even exceeding the objectives that you set for your relationship. I believe that the agreement should address objectives, define parameters, needs, and expectations for contact, and invite both parties to consider what they're able and willing to invest in the formation and continuation of the relationship. So elements of the agreement include objectives. I already talked about the importance of having clear objectives. They need to be spelled out in the agreement. Clarify your objectives. Explore what you need from each other to help you meet your objectives. I think one of the other elements of the agreement should address contact. Key questions would include, how often would you like to have contact? What's the ideal form of contact for you? Do you want to do video chats? Do you want to do telephone chats? Do you want to meet for happy hour? What do you need to get from the contact that you have? That's really important. I think it's important to develop clarity and to be honest about what you're able and willing to invest. This helps you both to have a real understanding of what you're able to do to continue the relationship and what you can contribute to the relationship. Start this by identifying the elements that you think are successful in a mentor-mentee relationship. This helps you understand each other's perspectives. Key questions for making your available energy apparent include, what can I invest to the success? What would I like from you? What would I like for you to invest? As you're working on forming this new relationship, you need to get comfortable communicating with each other. This agreement is a structured opportunity to have substantive discussions and to begin the relationship with clear, well-defined expectations. The elements of the agreement that I presented may not capture all of the things that you view as essential. Spend time thinking about additional things that you want to add to an agreement and share them. Once you've both discussed each of the elements, it's important to remember that your relationship is built on trust. As a result, you're each asked to maintain the highest level of confidentiality with each other. You're also each asked to disclose any potential conflicts of interest as soon as possible. If you find your mentoring relationship is not a good match, say so. You can recalibrate or you can end the relationship. This is so much better than continuing in a relationship that doesn't meet your needs. So be willing to address issues of fit and compatibility early. This enables both of you to be fulfilled through the experience. Let's pull all of the concepts together so that we can close. The mentor-mentee relationship can be among the richest in the lives of both people. Enhance the relationship by having clarity about objectives, needs, and expectations. Talk about what you can invest and what you need in return. 
pay close attention to your behavior so that you're demonstrating respect. It's important that both of you take the time to evaluate your behavior to be sure that it's consistent with a healthy, collaborative relationship. I encourage you to begin the relationship with a clear agreement. It will save you time in the long run. It will also give you a framework for productive interactions. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world. Thank you.